Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. So with the new live action version of Disney's The Little Mermaid coming out, I want to make a couple comments, not on the movie. Well, yes, on the movie. I wanted to comment on something that I noticed about the this song. Do you see the song? Sitting there across the way. She don't got a lot to say. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. So with the new uh, live action version of The Little Mermaid coming out relatively soon, maybe it's already out, I wanted to make a couple comments on the story. Now, two quick things before everything else. There are some people online who are like really upset that um, in the original cartoon, uh, there was a light-skinned girl with red hair who is Ariel. And in the new movie, the live-action movie, there's a dark-skinned girl with red hair who plays Ariel. And uh, they're really upset about this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for this actress. I'm, very, <laughs> I'm glad she got cast. I mean, it's the goal of every actor or actress Get in a big movie. She's in a big movie. It's like, go her. What I find really funny is people who are like, that doesn't make any logical sense. If she's under the water, her melanin would, wouldn't be dark. It'd be light. And I'm like, okay, bro. She also has a tail and she also breathes underwater. So I think the suspension of disbelief at this point is, is high enough that just... Let's go with it. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is, I'm not commenting on Disney as a, a corp company or corporation or whatever it is, um, or even media in general. I know that there's a lot of things that um, are in our modern media are directly contrary to our Catholic faith, directly contrary to the gospel. And there's a lot of things in particular about Disney that um, definitely are um, are not good. They wouldn't, wouldn't be commensurate with what we believe as Catholic Christians. Okay, I'm not talking about those things. So those people who are upset about this and like in the comments, like, I can't believe, I get it. What I do want to talk about is more fun stuff. And I think I find it interesting and compelling. Here's what it is. I remember reading an article years ago about the what they called like the Disneyfication of stories. And it was, I mean, they gave a couple examples and I thought, oh my gosh, this is this is so true. I never even realized this about how Disney has taken a bunch of like classic stories that even are stories with a lesson and made, their, made, made them their own, we'll say it like that. So even like the movie, The Fox and the Hound. Super sad, right? I mean, on its own, shed a little tear. Well, the original story, The Fox and the Hound, is even sadder, if that's even possible, where the fox dies and the farmer ends up having to like put the dog down. She's like, wow, what a bummer. <laughs> the Disney version is like much more chipper <laughs> in comparison. Um, the Jungle Book, oh my goodness. The original story by Rudyard Kipling is ends so darkly. In fact, so dark that you might have to like turn the turn this down with the kids in the room. In the original, right, or sorry, in the Disney version, what happens? Well, after all the bare necessities of life and everything, the end of the story, here's Mowgli by the water and he sees this another human being, another other girl his age. And he she looks at him and he kind of follows her to the village, and you're like, he's like, hmm? and you know, he follows her, and that's the end of the movie. And you're like, bye, Mowgli, you're gonna live with people now. Well, Apparently, in Rudyard Kipling's book, he follows her, just like it says in the movie. But when he gets to the village, all the villagers are like, no, oh, this crazy, you know, jungle, wild jungle boy. They all chase him out of the village. He comes back with all of his wild animals and they basically kill everybody in the village. It's a very, very different ending than the Disney version. And the, the Little Mermaid is kind of similar. We all are familiar with Disney's Little Mermaid. Did you, did you know that at the end of Hans Christian Andersen's original story, the Little Mermaid. Uh, the prince doesn't choose her. That in the end of that, that story, uh, the prince doesn't choose her. And because of that, as a consequence, she's destined to be sea foam for a hundred years with an additional year for each 
tear, a child cries. So basically, because the Little Mermaid wasn't chosen, she risked everything, wasn't chosen, and for eternity, she's going to be seafoam. You know, again, super sad, super tragic. Like, I kind of like the Disney version more, but I, I remember noticing this a couple years back. I, don't, I must have been re-watching this. I don't know. But I thought, wait a second. What is, the, like, the lesson of the Little Mermaid? Here is Ariel, and she's under the sea, but she wants to go up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun. Um, she wants to be wandering free, wish she could be part of that world. Right. And her dad says no, and her sisters all warn her against this, and everyone's trying to get her like, no, just stay here in the kingdom. You're a princess, we're crying out loud. You don't have to escape anything. But she's like, nope, I'm going to do what I want to do. Even though they all warn her, do not do this thing. Because she wants to do what she wants to do, what happens? Well, her dad ends up becoming like this little shrimp thing, and the entire ocean is almost enslaved by Ursula the Sea Witch, except for the fact that Eric Wright steers the little ship and kills Ursula the Sea Witch, and then chooses her, of course. And then, at the end, rather than, you know, sitting her down and like, listen, you disappointed all of us. You risked all of our lives. You nearly killed dad, as a little shrimp thing. You nearly killed all of us. And what happens? She ends up getting married, and they couldn't be happier, right? It's like, like they're waving like, hey, we're super glad that you disregarded all of our advice and everything we asked you to do and just did whatever you wanted to do. We're super happy for you. We're glad you got everything you ever possibly wanted. Realize, she made all these decisions. Wrong decisions, bad decisions, risky decisions, risking everyone else's life. And we're all happy for you because in the end, you got everything you wanted. Have you ever noticed this? Again, I know right now I sound like a grumpy old man and I'm not. I find it funny. I find it really compelling because it's directly contrary to a life, right? And it's directly contrary to the gospel. St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, St. Paul says, don't be deceived. Every person reaps what they sow. Basically, hey, you sow or you plant, you plant corn, you're going to get corn. You plant beans, you're going to get beans. You plant nothing, you're going to get nothing. This idea, this reality, this truth that we all know is that our actions, our decisions, our choices have consequences. And there's something that is just so powerful. Again, I, I'm not trying to hate on Little Mermaid. It's, it's what it is. It's, it's a Disney movie. And so that's it. But it just got me thinking, huh, the stories we tell ourselves, the stories we tell our children, they have consequences, just like our decisions have consequences, our actions have consequences. The stories that we allow to shape our lives actually will shape our lives. And again, I am not um, an alarmist in this sense. I just think it's compelling and it's interesting and it makes me say, I want to choose to fill my mind and shape my imagination, to fill my heart with stories that shape my heart in the right way. You know, sometimes people use entertainment to escape reality. And sometimes we can use entertainment to enter into reality, right? Sometimes our entertainment uh, covers over reality and, and, and kind of protects us from the harsh realities of life or even the beauty of life. And some entertainment, some stories, some songs, some, some, some books, some movies, some TV shows, they help us engage with reality. They, they, they peel away sometimes the veil and they show us the truth and the good and the beautiful in a way that we couldn't actually take in without that story. And I think this, that's the compelling thing about storytelling is we have to choose. We have to choose what kind of stories will shape our hearts and shape our minds. Again, The Little Mermaid, I remember when I saw it in high school or junior high, and I was like, this is incredible, this is awesome. Look at all this animation, great songs, super fun. And I still think it's super fun. I still like the songs. 
But there's something that also I just want to say, okay, let me pause and just ask the question, what is the story beneath the story? Like in what way is my heart, my mind, my imagination being shaped? And I am the buzzkill. I got to tell you this right now. Not only right now on the internet, I'm the buzzkill. I'm the buzzkill with my family. I'm the buzzkill with my friends because we walk, go watch a movie and I'll say, well, here's the interesting thing. Here's the lesson that story was trying to say. Here's the, the sermon they were just preaching to us. At the same time, if we just indiscriminately take in any kind of story, the story that just takes us out of reality versus the stories that help us enter into the true, the good, and the beautiful. It's going to shape us. They're going to shape us. Because not only, unlike Little Mermaid, do our choices have consequences. Not only do we reap what we sow when it comes to our decisions, but the stories that we allow to shape us have consequences as well. So I just think, yeah, consume entertainment, like enter into entertainment. But I'm going to invite you to do what my parents did not let me do when it came to dinner time. Be picky. <laughs> Be picky when it comes to the kind of entertainment that you allow to shape your imagination, to shape your mind, and to shape your heart. Anyways, that's what I got today from all of us here to Sense Presents. <laughs> my name's Father Mike. God bless. There you see her sitting there across the way. You don't got a lot to say.